welcome to the Red Voices Manchester United podcast. I'm Ewan Leonard and I'm joined in the physical presence of one Paul Gunning. Hello. Paul, this is the first time we're actually recording in person. Yeah, it feels a bit weird. I can see the whites of your eyes, <laughs> which is quite amazing. Well, thank you very much. How is everything? Very well, thank you, yeah. Excellent. Pretty good. Excellent. Having a fairly decent summer other than the weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to let you know, guys, we're, we're just south of Manchester and it might not shock you to hear that it's wet. Really wonderfully wet. But never mind. We've got lots of stuff to talk about. We have got the impending transfer of one Paul Pogba. The slight debacle of United's uh, Chinese tour. Some outgoings. Uh, one thing we didn't cover with Rich last week. Ryan Giggs leaving. And some Twitter questions. So let's get right on it. Paul. Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba. <clears throat> Welcome back. Um, it's looking pretty good. <clears throat> didn't see this coming at all. Uh, we've had numerous summers now of Edward Wood trying to get this marquee signing in. And other than Angelo de Maria, it's never really happened and it never really felt right with him. I mean, poor Popper, he's just he's one of these these world stars. He didn't have a great Euros, but he, he's, he's a fantastic player. Yeah. It, but how did you feel when, going back to the start of the summer, around the start of the Euros, when these rumours first started swirling, do you think we had any sort of chance of getting him? No. Not, no, not a cat in hell's chance. Which is daft, isn't it? When you think about it, we've got the most amount of money available, seemingly, of any club anywhere near us. We're a pretty big club. All right, we're in the Europa League next season, but we're, we're a moderately attractive uh, proposition for most players, you'd assume. But yeah. we're still sort of stuck in this idea that we're not quite worthy enough to get these big players, partially because you know we've had so many situations where we've gone for you know, these big marquee signings, and it's just not come off. I, do, I think that, that partly that's just because they always seem to end up going to either Barcelona or, or Real Madrid. Mm. That's where the, the top players seem to go. And I don't think Pogba would... I mean, we're talking about as if he's already signed, and bear in mind he hasn't yet, but it's looking <laughs> like he's going to. I don't think he would if it was Lou van Gaal in charge still, or David Moyes. I think the Mourinho effect can't be overstated, really. No, absolutely. It, it's... it's <clears throat> That, that's definitely got to be taken into account, you know, how much Mourinho and his presence has played in attracting players towards us, which is pretty incredible. I mean, all right, it's a gigantic sum of money, you know, we're talking the best part of £100 million in order to pay Juventus, pay for all his fees, all that sort of stuff, all the sponsorship stuff. It's absolutely astronomical funds, and that was part of why... I was really hesitant and sceptical. Plus, there's that whole sort of thing of, well, would Pogba necessarily want to come to us? And then you also factoring in the Real Madrid situation mm. where the Spanish press, in particular Madrid press, has been mumbling for so long about Madrid lurking it's not like in them, the background. Not, not like then to Gazumpas for a no. player that we might want to sign. You know, it doesn't normally happen, does it? Tony Cruz never wanted and goes off to Real. Yeah. Never seen that happen before. Um, it, it just feels kind of crazy, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it also feels really exciting, not just because he is who he is and he's such a talented player. It's because it just feels out of character to United to sort of admit they've made a mistake because mm. he left four years ago under quite a big cloud. He's gone on to have tremendous success over in uh, Italy with Juventus, coming off the back of three straight Scudettos, I believe. Mm. Yeah. And getting a player of his calibre in at this stage is incredibly exciting mm. but I think my favourite aspect of it is that he's coming to United at a time when we're not exactly the, sh- the safest bet to actually no. join the. To, it's not the safest time to join the club you know Mourinho's just starting out 
we've got several new players in. There's still some, you know, there's still great uncertainty about who will actually come out of the club coming in the transfer window. We just finished fifth in the league. We've got Europa League football next yeah. season, which is not exactly particularly an attractive proposition for a lot of players. And whilst there's a lot of excitement, there's still some uncertainty about how the season's going to go. Plus, the Premier League is easily going to be the most competitive it's ever been, oh, I think, in its entire era. <clears throat> yeah, you can't call it a talk, can you? I mean, not just because of what happened last season with Leicester, but obviously City have got Guardiola, they're strengthening Arsenal, mm, trying to strengthen. <laughs> I mean, well, Chelsea. Arsenal trying to strengthen by signing Jamie Vardy, who does turn them down. Yeah. Bless him. Good old Arsenal. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, you know, and obviously Conte at, at Chelsea. So it's going to be very competitive. It always is anyway. Mm. Um, so Spurs and, you know, Spurs, Leicester have absolutely. for the most part. They've yeah. lost in goal and Kante. But, yeah. And you would imagine perhaps Morris will move on before the end of the summer. Yes, but yeah. You can still see Leicester maybe not getting it again this year, but at least being there or thereabouts. Because yeah, I don't expect them to have second season syndrome where they just drop like a stone. I'd expect them no. to be around the top six, seven. And plus Liverpool, you know, because Klopp's a very good manager. You don't know. I mean, I'm not that. I'm not that impressed with their signings so far. But you have to. You have to give them a bit of respect because of Klopp, because of what he did at Dortmund. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of uncertainty swirling around Liverpool and you know whilst it would be difficult for us to you know throw stones in a glass house <laughs> given what we've experienced over the last three summers you can allow yourself a wry smile at what's Push going on around Anfield absolutely but no the thing, the thing with Pogba is it shows that we are <clears throat> incredibly ambitious again now hmm. I mean I suppose we always have been but he must have been sold the idea because he's leaving a, a, a he's leaving a club that's playing Champions League football that wins the league every year and he's coming to a, a team that's playing Europa League football and hasn't won the league for since Fergie retired. So he must they must he must be coming for a reason. I don't think it's just money. I know that he's got this sort of mercenary tag. I don't think it's just that. I think he you know, he must have spoken to, to Mourinho and whoever else and real and, and have been told that, you know, we're, we're ambitious and we're, we're we're going for it again. We want to return to the top. Yeah, that'd be good. And we used to break transfer ra- records all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm last time we wrote the British transfer record was Di Maria. So <laughs> hopefully it goes a bit better than that. He played well against Leicester for, and for one half. Yeah, yeah, he was brilliant for us for, for two games. One hundred and twenty <laughs> minutes is that? Yeah, maybe a bit less. <laughs> Lord, but I've been thinking about the last couple of years, and in particular because it feels like every sort of six months or so or even less than that you'll hear these sort of stories coming out about Paul Pogba felt he was disrespected at United I mm. mean we've rolled our eyes at that crap for months and months and months and that's just that's cropped up every now and then like you could possibly forget that we sold Pogba yeah. because you, you know Ferguson didn't give him enough of a chance so I've been thinking a lot more about that and perhaps it's less of him trying to stick the boot in now he's successful and more about him feeling upset that it didn't work out. Yeah. Which is not something I'd really considered before. Yeah. The whole aspect of him actually wanting to be a success. And now that the deal has come up, perhaps it's the right time for him to move on from Juve because he's done, to a certain extent, all he can do there. Mm. Maybe they've had a good chance to Champions League. They still recruited very, very well. You know, yeah. Higuain just coming this week for, what was it, 90 million euros this yeah. week? Something like that. Which is astronomical in itself. But yeah. I could be just making my own narrative up, but it does feel to a certain extent that that has played a part. Like, Pablo wants to come back to United and prove himself. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, he, he didn't have the greatest time, and the, 
the whole you know Raphael getting picked ahead of him for that yeah, I mean, game he wasn't given a, he wasn't given a fair, a fair crack at the whip at all at United I mean you know Fergie didn't make a lot of mistakes but that was one of his bigger ones I think you know it, it was so obvious the, the few games that he did play for United even back then it was so obvious that he was a real talent you know powerful player athletic skillful even then you know and it was just baffling that what yeah, the way why do you think he didn't get a shot back in the day <clears throat> I don't know if it was something to do with his attitude or I know Fergie didn't like his agent I don't know maybe he just thought he was a bit of a prima donna maybe he thought he wasn't ready who knows maybe, maybe his demands he felt were a bit much I think there were probably all sorts of reasons but Fergie we all know he could be a bit stifled stubborn. stubborn yeah you know and yeah he just wanted rid so he got rid but it, Fergie's not there anymore, so there's no. I, I don't have any problem whatsoever with with you know swallowing our pride if that's what we're doing and taking him back. It, it, who cares? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think uh, <clears throat> the fact that United have gone back for him, despite this, the stigma sort of attached to the fact that we're spending a hundred million pounds on a player that we let go for free. Yeah, I mean that that's where it doesn't bother me at all. No, you know, not in the slightest. In in terms of the magnitude of the deal and what we're buying. And the statement that it makes, I'm happy for Absolutely. us to have spent that much money. Plus, it's not my bloody money anyway. No. So that's fine. If it was mine, I might be a little bit more annoyed about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But and it, it wasn't Mourinho who let him go. So, you know. I think it, it, it does feel to a certain extent like this now is the end of an era to a certain extent because now we're spending, you know, we, we spent astronomical sums of money on players before. Yeah. Hundred million pounds on a player that Ferguson let leave. Just different levels. Three it? years later, after he's retired, it now feels like this is us moving on. You know, yeah. Mourinho's in. All this stuff's happened. We're buying top draw players. Yeah, we're getting you know in the, in the shape of Mkhitaryan, good deals for them too. Oh yeah, absolutely. It feels like a much smoother operation now, doesn't it? Yeah, and also if you if you think, I mean, there's been rumours that Manchester City are going to try and buy um, stones from Everton for fifty million pounds. What's another fifty million pounds? Well, we said we've <clears throat> noted Troy Deeney before this summer, but Watford could afford to turn down a thirty-five <laughs> exactly. million pound. I mean, I mean, it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. It's just a crazy, geez. crazy market. It really yeah. is. And you know, with, with all the TV money sloshing about in the Premier League, anyway, mm. plus obviously United being so wealthy, anyway, because of all the commercial stuff. Mm. Uh, the thing is, as well, if he was just buying a player for the sake of it, because of his name, maybe a few alarm bells would ring. But um, this is a player we need he's a central midfielder and Mourinho seems to have a plan which is something that we've not seen from Moyes or Van Gaal for the last three years we actually seem to be buying players that we in positions we actually need yeah. them in I mean I, I, I don't necessarily know what Mourinho's plan is now but I already feel like I'm more excited and I've got more confidence in it oh, than yeah. Most of what we saw last season, well, last which is season, great. It just it nearly killed my love of football. I mean, I was, <laughs> by the end, if it wasn't for the FA Cup and a few other things like Martial and Rashford and you know little bits and pieces like that, I mean, I was just I was gone. I just I couldn't. I almost stopped caring. I've never stopped caring about United. You know, I mean, it, so that's one Jesse Lingard goal away <clears> from ruining your love of football. Yeah, well, probably not. But you know, something had to change, and Mourinho. He's obviously been sat there because when when the when did the rumours first start about Mourinho? Probably January, December, January. Mm. He won't have been sat on his on his arse doing nothing for the last six yeah. months. He'll have been he'll have been watching United, identifying areas of weakness, and thinking right, who we're going to buy? Here's our, our, our number one target. Here's our number two target. 
so far he seems to have got all his number one targets so yeah, happy it, days it's gone alarmingly well so far I mean again we'll have to put that footnote in and it's not confirmed yeah, yet of course and you know the, the folk that say I don't believe it until I see him holding up the shirt fair enough I mean yeah. there was that you can see bloody why. brazen Instagram post that he posted with that black and white photo with his red hat oh, and yeah. shoes highlighted yeah I mean the Balls. And then the Adidas Incredible. and all this. there's a lot yeah. of things. I mean there. the Adidas stuff I, I can take or leave that. I just yeah. love that post just just for the, the hell of it. Yeah. Brilliant, absolutely wonderful. I mean, speaking of him as a player, it's really exciting to have a powerful presence in midfield again. We are moderately well stocked in midfield anyway, but we lack someone with his strength, mm. his height and his desire to get stuff done you know mm. that's something that we've we've really lacked over the last three years you know we, we're, we've got some really good players in that position Carrick's great Herrera I think is one player who's going to really benefit from yeah, being Mourinho and the same with Schneiderlin yeah. I'm interested to see how those two in particular Absolutely. fare in the next couple of years or so yeah. and hopefully they'll do well because I think there's a great player in Herrera in particular Yeah. but with Pogba that's a player that you can build a team around oh sure. it is yeah and also it, it, that kind of player it gives players like Herrera a bit more freedom to express themselves because they're not constantly worrying about you know def- having to defend or get back or whatever. I mean, we can still worry about the defence. We'll come on to that a little bit later on because that's by no means sewn up by any stretch no. of imagination. But yeah, incredibly exciting times. I, th- I think that's probably our best we can sum it up. I mean, I don't really tend to worry about other clubs' fans too much, but it's been very difficult to ignore that people do seem a little bit Annoyed? A little bit, yeah. Maybe, I'm not necessarily <coughs> sure worried. I don't want to you know, stroke our ego too much. I think, yeah, we're just, we're flex, United are flexing their muscles and yeah. people don't like to see that. People know. bemoaning the transfer fee in particular, which yeah. I get to a certain extent, but I, I just... Do you know really what? If, if you're in the Europa League, you probably have to spend that bit more money to attract play, top players yeah. because, you know, they haven't got the, the carrot of the, of the Champions League to come for. So, who cares? Like I said before, it's not our money. No, exactly. It's very, very true. <clears throat> I mean, talking about other transfers as well, do you see once, if the Pogba deal gets sorted out, which is looking very much like, like it should, I'm putting the word if in there because I really don't want us to blow up in our faces, <laughs> but do you see Mourinho going for anyone else this summer? Well, I'm, I'm surprised he's not... I would be surprised if he doesn't buy another central defender. I know he's, he's bought Eric Babe and he, he's quite raw. Smalling... He had a good first half of last season. There's a really good player in there, but he's still prone to a few mistakes here and there. So, possibly another... I mean, you still look around at how many leaders are there on the pitch. Maybe the leaders will grow now under Mourinho. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he, if, he, if he tried to sort of get another defender in, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that'll lead us on to some of the outgoings that we've heard dribs and drabs of information about. So it seems... Uh, so far, anyway, we're not got anything confirmed, but it looks like uh, because Schweinsteiger was missing from training, missing, sorry, um, and he just today announced his international retirement. That Basti's on his way, which is a shame for me for every other reason than football. Yeah, to be honest, and I really, I, I mean, every, everyone that speaks to me knows that I, I love that man. He's mm. he's great. You know, he, he is hands down the best person to remember birthdays ever. He's, oh, got, like, he's yeah. got that shit nailed. Yeah. He's got a calendar with alerts. Absolutely. Every, every day goes off. Yeah. Still got to say happy birthday to. Either that or he's got the best PA in the world. He yeah. is a class act. Oh, he is. 
on the pitch <laughs> um, I can understand why Mourinho is thinking that it might be time to bring uh, Schweinsteiger's time at United to an end you know I mean yeah. if it was a straight choice between keeping him and Schneider then there's only one outcome absolutely from that. I mean yeah it's not worked out at all you wonder why he came um, I'm sure he probably felt that it was a good move and he could he could make it work but it, it just hasn't worked it's, it's nowhere near worked he's he's never really been fit even when he's been playing he's looked a bit overweight a bit slow but great in the game against Watford as well yeah but and and and, and knocking the, the West Ham keeper out of the <laughs> out of the way to get the equaliser in the FA Cup oh memories yeah but I mean you know he must be on a big wage and yeah just get rid it's really difficult to disagree with it isn't it yeah you can't he just doesn't offer enough he doesn't offer enough and also you know you want to bring some of the younger players through I mean, like you said before, Schneiderlin, I think he's the, the future. Mm. Schweinsteiger's the past, really. And past it. It's very political. Very nice. <laughs> um, there was also talk about uh, the futures of Cameron Borthwick-Jackson and uh, Tim Fossey-Mensah over the last sort of 24 hours. So I'm really hesitant to give it too much credence because yeah. it came from the Mail, who have then since said today, I think, that uh, Fossey-Mensah is looking at a new contract. So whether or not that sort of protection of saying, all right, we're well, going to go out on loan, but here's a full-time contract, so we want you long-term, but maybe not this season, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But Fossey Mensah, in particular, it would surprise me if he wasn't in and around the first-team squad for this season, simply oh, yeah. because, I mean, I don't want to sound like we know more than Marina, because of course we don't, no. you know. He is training with these players week in and week out. You know, he sees what they're like, and he will have watched them very, very keenly over the last six months since yeah, he got fired from Chelsea and figured out what were their strengths, what were their weaknesses, and what he could do with them. If he feels like he can't get enough out of Fossi Mensah or he'd benefit from being at the club, fair enough. Mm. But I don't think you'd find many United fans who would say that Fossi Mensah doesn't deserve at least a start ahead of some of the defenders we've got. Because oh, looking yeah. at the likes of Antonio Valencia and Phil Jones and Marcos Rocco, yeah. every time Fossi <clears throat> Mensah played for the most part, he outdid them. He did, absolutely. Right back or that centre-back. Yeah. So that's one in particular I'm a bit worried about. What about you? I am too. Um, like you said, I mean, it's Daily Mail, and, and I do wonder whether this is just sort of fitting with the Mourinho narrative of never gives youth a chance. And I don't know. Like you say, he's he's more of an expert than we are. But Fossi Mensah, you know, he's just, he's, he looks he looks so self assured. He's big. He's powerful. Um, I just think it'd be madness not to give him a chance at least. Hmm. And both of Jackson, I thought looked really good at times. Good, at least just a squad players, you know, back up, play them in Europa League, whatever it might be. Or I suppose if you want to send them out on loan, that's that's a good education for them. But I, can't, I mean, I, players like Wilson and <coughs> Wilson and Walkeen, for instance, those are yeah. two that you could definitely see that it's time for them to go. Yeah, but I'd like to get rid of Rocco Jones, like you say before, Fossey Mensa, I really would. Yeah, the tour, Paul, the tour. Oh, the tour. Right, well, that was fun. Um, <laughs> let's see that. Uh, Utterly wretched 4-1 defeat at the end of Bruce Dortmund. I mean, to his credit, Mourinho didn't seem that annoyed about it. No. More sort of disappointed in the performance. And again, we don't want to criticise United too much because I think there were several factors out of control. But what a shambles that trip was. Well, it was, yeah. I mean, you know, these... these. I know they have to do these tours. It's just part of the, part of the deal now, isn't yeah. it? But yeah, I don't like. I said I don't think a lot of it was their fault, really. I mean, <clears throat> there was a problem with the plane, wasn't there? Um, when Memphis posted that thing saying we're lost, or yeah, whatever. avoided a storm and had to yeah. take down. Well, um, it's not United's fault that yeah. there was a storm. And again with the pitch, Beijing, Beijing, yeah, that's hardly United's 
doing, is it? You know, it's down to tournament organisers yeah. to make sure that the pitch is ready because safety on pre-season tour friendly yeah. has got to be paramount for the players you don't want to of go off to, to another country to play a game of football and put your players at risk of injury no. in pre-season it's just... and that's for the defeat to Dortmund I know they, they played a lot more football than we have so they just looked that bit sharper yeah. you know? I mean, there were some decent flashes I mean Mkhitaryan yeah. had another good game yeah. you know, Juan again I mean I, I can't understate how chuffed I am that it looks like matter is staying yeah I'm, re- I'm going to be really interested to see what happens with Wayne Rooney this season because got Mkhitaryan who can play number 10 my master can play number 10 uh, Mkhitaryan can also go out wide on the he right can, yeah. so there is that to consider with him yeah. and you know you've also got Jesse who can play out wide on the right and I would expect him to have a fairly decent season you know, he, 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 he won't play anywhere near as much as he did under Van Gaal no. I wouldn't assume but yeah number 10 is a really interesting one yeah. because Zlatan and Rashford are going to have that centre forward role for sure yeah, yeah it's going to be really interesting if Mata stays yeah, yeah, I He's think that's almost direct competition with Rooney for yeah. number 10 unless Mkhitaryan almost comes into that role yeah. she can do that too Matter's looked pretty assured from what I've seen so far you know, two assists so far done very well he's never going to have pace and power no. but put him put fast players around him yeah. put strength around him and he could excel you know you can easily see if, if we're assuming that Paul Pogba's going to be playing box to box which has got the strength and the pace and the power to do that yeah. then I can absolutely see Matter working well as a foil for that mm. it will require you know good touch good control good passing all three of which Matt has got three things that Rooney doesn't really have anymore no I'm just, I'm just being mean I don't know well no no I don't think you are being mean he just no. doesn't you know he's, I mean we saw in the Euros I know he was like playing out of position but dear me yeah that Iceland game yeah so he's not going to be playing in midfield I don't know, it's good, it's healthy, there should be competition for places, and yeah. just going through, just even now, talking about some of the players we've got, we've actually got a pretty decent squad developing. We do, yeah. I mean, do you feel like the signing of Pogba, if it happens, do you feel like that puts us on the top of the path for favours for the title? Oh. It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, um, and I've, I'm, I'm so reluctant to make predictions like this, because when Van Gaal came in, I was like, oh, this is it we've got a, we've got a, <laughs> Were you? a manager with pedigree here I didn't necessarily think we were going to win the title but I thought we'd, be, we'd certainly be sort of fighting for it and it never really materialised we have to be up there as strong favourites I think yeah I mean, um, there's a bit of a double standard to a certain extent we don't want to suggest straight away that we have to be challenging for it because you know what happened when Mourinho came back to Chelsea for yeah, his season exactly finished third yeah. behind uh, City and Liverpool and we've got yeah, a few new players coming in and yeah. stuff like that so lots of stuff to sort out yeah. the hangover from Van Gaal yeah. which was you know inherited from the hangover from Moyes oh exactly so three years of, of you know mediocrity football. to a certain extent yeah. and that can, that can I mean it's certainly I think seeped into some you know the, the fans mindsets and it's bound to have an effect on the players and like I say, you know, new players coming in, they're going to take a bit of time to settle some of them. Who knows? We should we should have a much better season than yeah, the I last mean, three, though, surely. What we wanted from Van Gaal to a certain extent was progress from finishing seventh. Yeah. And we got that. We got top four. Yeah. So I wasn't Just. expecting us to win the league the first Van Gaal no. season, but you were expecting us to challenge last yeah, season. Yeah, absolutely. So I think... It heated out so quickly, didn't oh, it? I did, didn't it? I mean, it was what it was... December, January time when we pretty much got cut adrift and then we're yeah. like getting her back and then suddenly we're several months down the line we're talking about how great it would be if we could get top four. Yeah. So I mean top four isn't even the bare minimum. I'd no. say top three in a cup perhaps this season. I mean you know, you've got to go into the, the season feeling confident and you got and Mourinho himself um has, has pretty much said 
that have a game for the title. Like, there's, it's what you want to hear, though, isn't it? Of course it, it is, yeah. yeah. It should, that's how it should be. You, you know, you're managing United. The title should be what you're going for every season, without fail. I think we've got a pretty decent chance. I yeah. Really do. Thinking about it in the context of... City in particular, with Guardiola, you expect them to be there and about. Yeah. With Mourinho, you would expect us to be there and about primarily because we've got one of the best managers in the world yeah. and we've got an improving squad yeah. and we've got players who are ready to go for it. So hopefully that'll all come together. Yeah. It's still a big question mark in my mind just how far we can actually push it in his first season. But in the next two seasons, if we're not challenging for it, then something will have gone drastically Ugh, wrong. Don't even want to think about that. Oh dear. <laughs> But yeah, yeah that, that tour ended up being a complete botch job, didn't yeah. it? I mean, again, a, a, you can't necessarily discount the humidity and the no. pitches and stuff like that. We've, and as you say, learned. you make a deal with the devil and you certain yeah. things. You've got to go out and make your money. You've got yeah. to go out. And because United's fan base in China is so big, I understand why they go out there every couple of years because there's so many fans and they want to play for them. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, because but, that match was cancelled that that has kind of messed up pre-season a little bit got to go home a bit early, maybe a little bit earlier I guess yeah. we missed out on one pre-season game we didn't, which... we didn't pick up any injuries I don't think we? Luke Shaw's had a bit of a run out which is great yeah, yeah that's good you know, we've learned very very little but yeah. it was not done that much harm I don't think I mean you know no I mean I think more harm potentially would have been done if we played on that pitch yeah, exactly I, mean, <clears throat> I don't know if City and Dortmund were playing in the same stadium in the bird's nest in Beijing when they played their game yesterday but there was reports of uh, players going out to warm up and they were just there was no real patch of grass that you could warm yeah. up on just on the side of the pitch which is just incredible how do you mess that up it was ludicrous but two of the biggest clubs in the world yeah. could be worse I mean we're coming up now on uh, Saturday's game which is against Galatasaray which is potentially the first time we're going to see Zlatan Ibrahimovic in a yeah. red shirt amazing which is getting mobbed in Manchester around the Lowry uh, that's where he's staying at the moment he must be, he must be hating it uh, well, I mean, to be fair, one thing that might be putting him off is we've had a couple of really nice weeks of humidity. Well, maybe not the nice weeks of humidity, but heat. We've yeah. had the sun in the last two days. He's been absolutely tipping it down. So he's getting the proper Manchester experience. Absolutely. You appreciate that about it. But yeah, he looks like he's having fun. You know, yeah. I mean, I always get a little buzz out of seeing the new signings joining in and training and smiling yeah. and everything. I mean, you know, he's, he's a superstar, that guy. I mean, you know, wow. I know he's not at the peak of his powers, but. Yeah, he he really does bring a bit of stardust to the team. He does doesn't experience, he? leadership. You know, he's again, he's a, he's a he's a strong guy. You know, he should and and hopefully a really good influence for the younger kids as well. Yeah. Bonafide juggernaut. It, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out with him and Rashford up front. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to see more of Ibrahimovic with a smattering of Rashford yeah. or whether or not he'll try and alternate it because I guess it to a certain extent depends on two things: how good Ibrahimovic is at settling, yeah, and how fit he can stay. You know, in particular with the midweek games, you know, with yeah. what's Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Monday schedule that we're almost definitely going to be having when the Europa League starts. It's going yeah. to require careful management. Oh, it really sure. is, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine Marino's that bothered about the Europa League. I think, yeah, maybe he is. I think his priority's got to be getting us back with it to in, into contention in the in the in the in the domestic league. Sure. You mentioned Chelsea. They they haven't got any European football to worry no. about. So you would imagine they would handle a league title much better than we did when we didn't have any European football to worry about. Yeah. So I guess it kinda of depends if Mourinho looks at the Europa League as an annoyance or a chance to test out own players or just wants it off his schedule or yeah. wants to go win it. it. It completely depends on how he decides to manage it and I guess we'll get a good view of that once the first couple of group yeah. stage games are out of the way yeah. there's going to be some nasty trips oh, for it's, sure it's a ball ache of a competition really isn't it 
Yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound too elitist about it because when we were in it last year, despite sort of mm, being a little bit crappy about it beforehand, when we were talking after we got knocked out by Wolfsburg, I was yeah. thinking, oh, maybe we should just fob it off because at that point we were still up with a chance at the title. <coughs> yeah. We could have gone second just prior to that if we'd not lost against Bournemouth um, at that time back in December. But I think once we get into the competition, if we do all right in the group stages, my heart will be thinking, right, we've got to go on and win this. Yeah, thing. I mean, it's not the competition itself that I've got a problem with. It's the, the way it's structured, you know. There's mm. just so many games. and Well, round of 32, what, is it two extra group games or one? Like that, yeah. So much, so much football to So play. much football. A lot, of the, a lot of matches in, like you say, far-flung parts of Europe and stuff. And, mm. you know, I don't know. We'll see. Like you say, if we get through the groups then you can start getting a bit more excited about it. One thing we haven't covered uh, so far this season is the departure of Ryan Giggs. Now, it made complete sense to a certain extent, didn't it? I mean, it was the right time for him to go. No, it was, yeah. I think, from what I've read, Giggs was a little bit perturbed at the idea that when Mourinho held his first press conference, he was very clear about it. You know, Giggs wants to be manager and he can't be manager right now. And that kind of made sense for him to go. So he wasn't necessarily, I don't know, know, he wasn't necessarily offered a role that he would have wanted. There's also reports of United saying you could have any job you want apart from manager. Yeah, or assistant manager, I think they said as well, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, I think Ruth Varian is assistant manager, now, yeah. so it makes sense to keep that. But whilst there's definitely a bit of sadness tinged to it, and I thought for the most part, at least, you know, publicly, I thought the club dealt with it quite well. Yeah. I think Mourinho's probably made the right decision there. I think he has. I mean, I think it was a mistake. I think it's always a mistake forcing anyone on a new manager, an incoming manager. But I think particularly to force and them to, to have a certain assistant manager so like Ryan Giggs was for Van Gaal hmm. that's, that's pretty pretty risky because your assistant manager is your sort of go-to guy you know he's your, your right hand man you've got to trust them know them well be able to bounce ideas off them and also they need to be able to tell you when they think you're doing something wrong so and Ryan Giggs I mean he, how often do you think that happens just season? never you know they just didn't, it's, it's, I'm sad to see Giggs go he's been pretty much a part of my United supporting experience in my whole life, pretty mm. much. No, same here. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh... and obviously all the success and great player and so many memories. But he was starting to be become sort of like one of these forty-year-old guys who's still living at home with his parents. <laughs> and, you know? That's a wonderful description for our most successful player of all time. <laughs> but you know what I mean? A deadbeat son that you couldn't get out of the house. Even this like getting you to do the washing for him and stuff, but still. Oh yeah. Like, but no, it's Man, you know, trials ready. <laughs> yeah. But no, he's what a player he was. Absolutely incredible player, mm. and it's a shame it didn't work out for him. I mean, and even when he when he when he did that, was it three four game stint as manager? Yeah. I loved that. I was there at Old Trafford when he came out for the first time mm-hmm. in his suit, and I got shivers down my spine. You know, it's Ryan Giggs, club legend. But it, yeah, definitely time, the right time for him and the club. I think for yeah. him to move on. Can we'll you see, see a way happens. in which he comes back? The only way I can see as manager. Come, the only way I can see him come back is if he if he becomes a manager and just tears it up basically. And, and mm. it, he would have to be become an elite manager really. I think in his own right before United will take him back. Sure, I mean and rightly. So. jobs going on the Premier League at the minute. Yeah, I'm not necessarily sure you would fancy the whole City job considering what we've been oh, hearing about what's going yeah. on down there. Yeah. I don't think you can safely say that giving the job to Mourinho was the wrong decision. No. So. I'm sure Giggs put his hat in the ring and was very vocal about yeah. it and he would have had a lot of support from the players and again you've kind of got to temper their you know position at the club and what they see day in day out and what they would have been happy with 
but I don't think they really had much choice. I don't think no. they could have hired gigs. You know, it, it's such a crucial too crossroads risky. now. Yeah, too risky. And could you imagine a scenario where Paul Pogba signs for United no. with gigs in charge? No Can you imagine Slatan coming? No. It, I mean, United counts for a lot in its name and its stature and the money that we can give players, but it's difficult to envisage Giggs being able to bring in that calibre of player yeah. on the strength of this being his first managerial job. I hope he comes back. I mean, it'd be great to see him managing the club, but it's going to have to be from a position of success. It has to be. Not the uncertainty that we've currently got. Whilst it's still positive, I'm, you know, this is the happiest that we've been yeah. before a Premier League season in at least three years. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, gosh, we were talking about this before we started recording. Just There's very little to complain about. Yeah. Which is strange. I mean, we're out of job. Highly unusual, yeah. So, yeah, that was the last Red Voices podcast. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it feels right for him. I mean, yeah. where, where he goes on to next, it'll be very interesting to see how he deals with it. Because Big I think, decision for him where he goes. You yeah. Know, I'm sure he's got He's the right job. In. I mean, yeah. I don't think he'll want to perhaps go to the level that Gary Neville went for with Valencia oh, because no. the pitfalls of that were laid out very quickly so the whole City job is again looking like a, one of the few available jobs in the Premier League oh, so again he could go he might have to go abroad unless he's fancy mm. a championship club which I can imagine he might view as a step down to a certain extent he might feel like he's ready for the Premier League yeah so. I'm sure he probably would but it's going to be it's going to be very weird for him I would imagine I mean, he's been at United since he was kid mm. you know you get institutionalised and that sort of thing I'm not saying it's like being in jail but it's all he's known yeah I mean it, so many players in particular Patrice Ever. oh god Patrice Ever. Uh, what a wonderful know. human being oh my <laughs> his social media game is on absolute fire he's just it? incredible I love that guy so much yeah I mean he talks often about how United sort of gets in your blood and everything yeah. and how much the club meant to him and he still regularly talks about United he in does, very yeah. you know rosy terms which is great even though he's, he's clearly enjoying himself in Turin yeah and you wonder, you know, you wonder how much did he play a part in getting Pogba? He spent say. all summer with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whispering in his ear, you know. Go on, go back to United. Yeah. Go on, go on. Paul, you want to go back to United? Go on. <laughs> Gracious. Right, guys, thank you very much for sending in your questions. Paul, a nice serious one. I want you to really think about this one before yeah. we get going. So, Chris Key at Fat Bobalot asks, "Were you more Pogs or Tazos kids?" Um, it was after my time, ah. showing my age here. My brother, my little brother, was into them, but I'm going to say Pogs because I'm a Pogba fanboy now exactly yeah I'll go with Pogs as well on that one Chris Filmatic asks who are you most excited hopeful to see this season that you feel got Van Gaal last year uh, same as you Schneiderlin and Herrera I was a bit disappointed with Schneiderlin last season didn't really assert himself didn't assert himself but as with so many players under Van Gaal you just wonder whether he was being constrained um, by tactics and whatnot. And then, yeah, Herrera, like we said before, he's, he's just a great, he's a potentially great player in there. Damian? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is convincing. Uh, I feel like I should leave it to Kev, really. To <laughs> That's true. Um, I mean, it'd be, I, I hope that, I mean, Damian's only just come back to training this past week. So he's been away on a holiday after uh, Italy's exit in the quarterfinals of the Euros. Mm-hmm. So I would say that if Darmian can hit the ground running and impress Mourinho he should most likely be our starting right back I should be yeah I mean in terms of ability at the minute in terms of what we know he can achieve and obviously we're basing this on the first couple of months of last mm. season um, I would say he should be first choice whether or not that will happen Lord knows I mean he's certainly better than Valencia and I hope oh, he gets yeah, a fair crack of the yeah. way I think with Darmian as well he needs to improve his crossing badly I mean his crossing can be 
appalling sometimes. That'd be nice. I mean, you could also look at the start of his tenure at United and noted how things went downhill. There's, there's parallels with other players who played their natural game and then got absolute ton of instructions placed yeah. upon them by certain Dutchmen. Yeah. So perhaps that's played a bigger part than we actually give it credit for. I'm sure it has. But we'll see. At Will Waite asks, When I heard we were going to get Paul Pogba, I celebrated by dabbing. Am I having a midlife crisis? Yes. I mean, I'm 29 years old and I am playing Pokemon Go pretty much every day. <laughs> so I'm really not the best one to be judging on that. No, mate, you, you absolutely go for it. If you can do it, go for it. At DG Chad, Danny Chad asks, How good is Paul's hair looking currently? I would say it's a solid 8.7 at the minute. Just got it cut yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's pretty that's sound, true. Danny. Yeah. I mean, I've been impressed by Paul's hair on numerous occasions, <laughs> and I'm glad that's becoming a feature of the podcast. It's going a bit grey, though. Yeah, me too, mate. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Going grey gracefully. <laughs> Peter Porker at the Boy Slayer. He's got three questions. Again, another one playing fast and loose with the rules. He's, getting, he's got it. He's got three questions into one tweet, so fair play to him. Who partners Pogba in a 4 2 3 1? Um, I would guess Carrick slash Snydlin. Yeah. Um, when Rooney drops for four three three, what's your essential midfield? Um, Herrera, Schneiderlin, and Pogba for me. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd I mean, that well. that might leave us a little bit short of attacking presence through the middle and actually mm-hmm. connecting the central midfield with attack. But you know, I'm pretty sure we can manage that. Yeah. And who plays right back again? Darmian or Fossi Mensa? Darmian, yeah, yeah. For now, at least. At Luke Malia asks, how worried are we about having three regular clients at the club? I'm not particularly worried because all the worried is a strong term, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and you know, with with that, whoever you buy, if you're buying top players, they're going to have one of these super agents these days, aren't they? Whether it's Mendes, Real, whoever it might be, part of the modern game, I think. You know, yeah, it can get a bit political, but hey. Yeah, I mean, I guess worry attaching worry to the fact that we've got three or other clients potentially at the club, two now at the minute. We're not getting ahead of ourselves. Um, we're so getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we are. I mean, he's lovely. He's so cool. <laughs> if it all falls apart now. Oh, God. I, oh, don't. How dare you. Um, I think we can place perhaps too much emphasis on it. I mean, we've had several Mendes clients, some good, some good, bad over yeah. a few years. So I don't necessarily know how we can attach worry to it. No. I think maybe because people <clears> have been concerned with the idea that the transfer has been held up because of the fee, which again, as we said, was a bit... Needless to a certain extent, because as has been noted, Rayola engineered a deal when Pogba signed the Juventus and said that he's going to get 20% of any deal when if he leaves. So if there's been a holdup because the money hasn't been paid to him that he's owed contractually, then I can absolutely understand why we've had to wait an extra week for the deal to be con- yeah. sealed and confirmed. Hey, we're talking about huge sums of money as well. I mean, the, the fact is, if Pogba does come to United, there's no doubt about it when his contract starts to run down a bit there'll be all sorts of rumours about going to Real Madrid or whatever. That's just going to happen anyway. Yeah. Doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I would expect him to leave in three to four years yeah. for Bayern, Barca, Real yeah, Madrid. Yeah. I mean, and we should still, we should make, if he continues to progress, which I think he will, and especially if we, if United, if he helps to make United successful again, we should get a fair whack with that money back if he, if he Can't we get ahead of ourselves at all? <laughs> Not even he could be it. going to Barca or Real Madrid or Bayern in a couple of years. Let's just enjoy it. Let's you know, just that, enjoy it. That, that'd be great. It. God, we're maudlin. Uh, Stephen at RedStephen76 asks, with signing Pogba, Harry Mourinho, losing gigs, is Fergie's influence being marginalised at Old Trafford? I think it already was from all, all the stuff we've heard. Mm. He, he, 
you know, he's still on the board or whatever, but he's, I don't think he's got as big a say as he as he once did. No, I think David Moyes sort of that, didn't he? Well, I mean, you think about how much that decision has cost him an influence. Yeah. It's difficult to say because you know we're not on the board. It's very easy to assume that because of the way things have gone with that decision, that Woodward has potentially seized a bit more power and more influence yeah. in terms of being able to steer the board. Uh, in the direction that he sees fit. In terms of his influence, as you said, I, I think it's, since he's retired anyway, I would be fairly convinced that it's been pretty, it's been dumbed down now. Which I think is right, actually. I mean, you look at what happened with Matt Busby and, and it can quite often happen when there's this sort of huge figure in the background. It can kind of overshadow what other, the new guy's trying to do. I'm not saying that was necessarily what happened with Moyes. He just wasn't up to it. And Van Gaal, obviously, is a bit out of time, but... Yeah, I think Fergie has to take a back seat, really. That's and it was the right thing in the end. Just needs to step back. I yeah, mean, I think that's exactly what's happened. It's not his club anymore. He's he's part a massive part of United's history, but that is what he is now, really. Exactly. Yeah, and I think the uh, the key part of making sure that United moved on from Ferguson is making sure that he doesn't necessarily have a hand in yeah. the situations. And again, this is not because I think that he messed up horribly, deliberately no. by leaving us with the squad or giving us Moyes. I think that that was just a mistake, yeah. And as was leaving us with players that he could get more out of than almost any other manager could. Yeah, I think that was just a really gigantic oversight. Plus, he hadn't mean he hadn't he didn't have these huge sums of money to spend, did he? So, um, oh, well, I mean, it, 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 it kind of depends how you look at it. Did he have the sums of money, or did he just not want to he spend them? Not to spend it. I yeah, know. I mean, I, I guess the 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 red issue sort of line of. Um, Talking about his Machiavellian scheme to try and get Giggs on board, and you know him and Charlton potentially holding up a deal for Mourinho or getting in the way of it. It depends how sort of much you want to read into that mm. sort of stuff. Because I'm I'm confident that if he'd have asked Ferguson who he wanted in charge, at, if Van Hal had to go, then he would have gone for Giggs. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. But yeah, I, I think that whilst his presence at the club will always be you know cherished and enjoyed, and he is an incredible part of where we are now yeah. and why we've all enjoyed so much success with United over the last 20-30 years it's right that he is not intimately involved with day-to-day decisions and I think is. it'd be a massive mistake if it was absolutely yeah right <laughs> at bifurcated MBM asks you know what I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to get a serious question now yeah no what <laughs> any idea where I can find a Charmander that's a Pokemon question by the way um, no I don't. What's Pokemon? What? Stop living under a rock, Paul. Is Get this, with the twenty-first century. Something to do with Star Wars? Oh, that, that, how <laughs> dare you! Disgusting. So here we go. We've got the Community Shield coming up against Leicester. I mean, that'll be an interesting one to sort of gauge where Leicester are at to a certain yeah. extent after pre-season. Um, and then we are just what two weeks away now, pretty much. So sixteen that, days from playing Bournemouth. This last two months since Jesse's goal in the FA Cup final, just yeah. flown by. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It helps having the it helps having an international tournament, of course. Mm-hmm. So you can have there's some football to watch. It was a good international tournament. <clears throat> I had fun. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah, yeah, I did. <clears throat> don't know if you know I'm Welsh I me, love me not so much do you not really <coughs> oh. I, don't, I don't actually like him that much so oh right well, I see that, that's <clears throat> a thousand top red points right there mate absolutely <laughs> love you 
But guys, thank you very, very much for listening. Just a couple of things to run over in terms of housekeeping. Number one, over the next week, we're going to be launching our blog. I don't know the address just yet, but I'll make sure that's tweeted out. That is going to be contributions from myself, Paul, Kev and Rich on a pretty regular basis, just covering about whatever we fancy talking about United-wise. So I hope you very thoroughly enjoy that. And you can also find us on Twitter. You can find me at at Ewan Leonard. And Paul, where can people find you? At Paul Gunning One. Great stuff. You can also find the podcast on the Apple iTunes app. You can also find us on the podcast app. You can find us on Android phones on Beyond Pod and Podbean. You can also find us on SoundCloud at Red Voices. And that's pretty much it. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and we will catch you next week. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye.